Oklahoma City is their transition defense. You like the good screen for George down on the baseline. The drug See, they'll kick it out to Robertson. All night long, he has to prove that he can make the shot. Long two by Elliott. We've talked about it. We've seen this in a bunch of them. Raining three point shooting shot. Melo with the There's Melo. Tough shot over Tucker and five on the shot clock. Oh, with a tough two. Yo, 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 yo. It's No Clue Podcast here. I'm Tyler. I'm here with Mike. What's up? This is episode five. And, uh, Post Fourth uh, of July break we had, and then we had the late podcast, but we're here. It's Sunday today, yep. and um, at this moment, we're gonna start with basketball. So, at this moment, Carmelo <laughs> has not found a home. So we're gonna jump right into that. Man, Where's he Carmelo, going? it's a hot yeah, topic right now. Yeah. The Thunder are really, like, seeking a buyout. (laughs) Right. Like, that doesn't happen often. Right, it doesn't. The Thunder are like, dude, we need you out of here. (laughs) And, I mean, I see all the, like, the stats showing how much money they would save. Yeah. And, I mean, the way he played last year, I get it, but... It just hurts, man. Melo used to kill the league. Yeah, he did. Scoring how, how things changed in one year. You remember how crazy the hoodie thing was was last summer? <laughs> yeah. Then, then he realized he can't wear a hoodie in the game. <laughs> <laughs> man. And we saw what happened. Yeah. What? So, uh, what are your thoughts? Where's he going? Man, this guy, this one's tough because I. Portland is an interesting one. But I don't think they could just afford to sign him. Unless yes. they sign him for like a tiny deal. But again, yeah, I don't know he... where Carmelo's mindset is at. Right. He's very unpredictable because I never thought he would waive his no trade to go to the Thunder in the first place. So I. Um. To me, though, this time, I think I would like to go see him in Portland. I think it would be interesting, like you said, but I think it's pretty much narrowed down to the, the two, the big two, the Lakers or the Rockets. That's how, I mean, I, that's what I feel. He's going to be taking a significant pay cut. Yeah, he is. Either way. To go to the Rockets, especially. Either way. I mean... But yeah, the Lakers aren't. They won't sign him for a long deal. Probably two years max. Yeah, Melo's got a lot to prove. Yeah, he does. I would. I would hope. My thing with him is like, out of any basketball player, you hope that they realize like what they are. Uh huh. And it just it just bothers me to see that like. All year long, it seemed like Melo couldn't... I mean, he tried, but he just couldn't, you know, commit to being a winning player. 
He yeah. couldn't commit to getting better on defense. He couldn't, you know, he, he couldn't, like, move the ball consistently. Right. Well, let me ask you this. If he does choose the Lakers, if the Lakers figure out something, figure out a way to get him, how good does that make the Lakers? And how make him doesn't make him that much better. Yeah, I, I was talking to a couple of people about it over the weekend. I, I don't really see the fit. I don't see like a perfect fit like with Melo there. I think it's just as hard as playing with the Thunder. And right. I don't think that Melo with the Lakers is that much better than like the Thunder with Melo on it now. Like, if he goes to the Lakers, I don't think they're that much better than the Thunder were. Yeah, man. I think they'll probably play better because LeBron is there. But, I mean, as far as, like, their hopes, contending hopes, I don't think they're a much different contender than the Thunder already were. Right. The thing about Melo is, like, he's not an easy guy to just, like, fit in. Right. That's what makes it tough for me to look at it and be like... Oh, he'll even in the Rockets where it's you know he'll kind of replace Ariza. Yeah, and that seems like in a theory. perfect fit. Yeah, right. It seems like it would be a good fit, but at the same time, you know Ariza fit so well because all he did was, sh- you know, he was a fairly consistent three point shooter. But he's a he's a good three point shooter, matter of fact. Yeah, and he he plays great defense. Yeah, he was a, he was the ultimate three and D guy. He's like one of the most prototypical three and D guys in the league, and Carmelo rebounds a lot more than Ariza, so that that changes the um, fast break game for them because one, Melo's not gonna get back on fast breaks, and two, he might not be the first one down the court on offensive fast breaks like Ariza normally would be because Ariza. Like, four rebounds is, like, a lot of rebounds for a reason most of the time. And Carmelo normally gets, you know, eight rebounds, seven rebounds. You know, that's kind of like his... That's not a wild game for Carmelo. That's, like, an average game. So, he he really doesn't fit right in Ariza and then play the same kind of game. I guess maybe Tucker would be the three now, and he would be... Melo would be playing the four role... The corner, deep corner. I think Tucker is a better four because he's a little more physical. Defensively. Yeah, just just overall. Yeah, but I mean, well, again, it's it's how you play because Carmelo is a better inside scorer than Tucker. Like it, you know, if I was, if it was a post up or a put back, I would rather it be Carmelo than Tucker. But uh, defensively, obviously, I would rather have Tucker. You know, garden of four. I don't know. Melo can check fours, but not for the whole game. Melo's like a switch off, good defensive check, like one possession and it's over with. Right. But yeah, he doesn't really fit right into the um, Rockets. So, so what do you? How does he fit into the Lakers? Man, I that's think what that's going to be so about. awkward. Yeah, I know, so, I know. Him and LeBron are boys, but I mean, I, I, obviously, I'm basing it off like this past year, and that's a little unfair. Yeah, base it off. I mean, you got to base it off all of Carmelo's, like, you know, track record, everything he's done. Yeah, his, yeah, his whole resume. 
I mean, to be fair, I'll give Carmelo this. The the year the years the Knicks were like, you know, doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, when they were making the playoff runs. Well, I don't yeah. know about playoff runs, but they were getting in the playoffs. Right. Car Amari was hurt a lot of the time. Right. And they did that thing where they played Melo at the four with Tyson Chandler. Yeah. And then they just put, like, you know, shooters around him. Right. So it, it's, in a in a way... If the floor is spaced out, Melo could operate. But that's the thing. Like, with LeBron, and then with either Lonzo or Rondo, the floor is not going to be that spaced out. Yeah, because... LeBron could get away with it, because LeBron's, like, that good that he could overcome shit like that. Mm Mm-hmm. But with Melo, it's just... I don't know, man. He he needs space to work. And even if he gets that space and he does well, you know, next year, say he comes back with a little bit of a vengeance, he shoots significantly better, he looks a little more spry, It it's going to make the, other, the guys around him suffer. Yeah, and the other thing about um, LeBron is that LeBron hasn't really played with someone that can't be a role player. I, I'm I'm not saying that I'm not I'm sure that Melo can't be a role player, but he hasn't shown that he could yet. And right. even the guys even Wade Wade is an amazing streaker. One of the best you know, off the ball cutters, like out of all the stars. Right. He cuts cuts back door as good as anybody. Bosch was a great rebounder, great spot up mid range shooter, great spot up three point shooter. So it, it was a lot different when LeBron plays with those guys. Love is a great off-the-ball guy. The only guy I would say that really wasn't a role player was Kyrie, and you see what happened there. So I, I think that if usually LeBron does well when there's someone that can make it easier on him with the ball. I think that he will have that this year with Rondo and Ball and even Lance Stevenson a little bit. But with Melo and those guys, it's just a lot of ball handlers on the court. Melo's yeah, a great guys, spot up shooter though, catch and shoot shooter. But you almost there's almost no point in having Melo if you're only going to use him to catch and shoot. You might as well get someone who really him, just why pay him the big shoots. bucks when there's guys who could probably shoot just as well from spot up, if not better. And play a lot harder on defense. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's but like if, all these guys you said, like, they're ball dominant. Yeah. And they don't really have, like, Rondo doesn't really have an impact if he doesn't have the ball. What, Lonzo is just kind of the same boat. Lonzo really doesn't, he doesn't impact the game. I mean, Lonzo's, you know, I just... <laughs> yeah, man. I, Lance, Lance is a wild card. I don't know what to 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 get from Lance. Yeah, but yeah, man. Lance, it's just it's just awkward. I'll say I'll say this about Lonzo. Lonzo's a pretty good rebounder offensively, but he is. Lance is is pretty much worthless without the ball too. To be honest, I like him, but I don't know what to to expect from Lance because. 
I I didn't forget that Lance was garbage everywhere but Indiana. I will I will say this though, Lance will be good with them because if you don't have to if you have to check Lance one on one like if you have guys like KCP Ingram if they get Carmelo Carmelo and LeBron on the court and you're isolated with Lance Lance has a good chance of scoring and I'm not saying everybody but most players that would guard Lance Lance can get he'll have a really good chance of getting fouled or scoring on you one on one if you if he has you on an island I think that's the problem with the Pacers. The really only person you like could not leave was Oladipo, especially the big man, because in the paint, you didn't really need to like deny Thaddeus Young the ball when Lance right. Stevenson had the ball, you know. So I think guys, Lance specifically will benefit from playing with this amount of good shooters and good role players, threats. This amount of threats. But I'm not saying it's going to be that big of a deal. I'm not saying he's going to get 30 just because of that. But I think that he'll be in his element. That's what I'll say. I think he'll be in a high level of his game, be able to play his game. Yeah, yeah, man. The more I think about the Lakers, the more awkward it seems. It does seem awkward. It just seems like they got a band of, you know, it's like the Suicide Squad. Right. Just (laughs) mismatched. Yeah. Um. So if they do add Carmelo, what does you said it doesn't make them any more of a contender team? No. No. What about the Rockets? No. I would say me personally, I I would say the Rockets are more of a contender with Carmelo than the Lakers are. Yeah. Okay. I I can I mean, agree the, with that. Rockets are only one game away from the finals anyway. Right. But I think adding Carmelo. Well, I take that back. If they don't, if they add Carmelo and they don't get Capella, it's it's worthless. Yeah, because it just Co- means nothing. Yeah, it, Capella is much more of a minus than uh, like losing Capella is much more of a minus than adding Carmelo is a plus. Right. Exactly. So if they get Car- if they get Capella and Carmelo, I think that they're it. I, they're not the favorites because Warriors will always be the favorites. But they're definitely. I, I I would say they're pretty much tied for the favorites. Like I can't I can't say that they're that much further away from being the favorites with Carmelo and Capella. Because I would uh, upgrade with the rest of the team they have. I would still consider Carmelo an upgrade from Ariza. But I, but if they don't have the team they have, like I said, if they don't have. Like, for some reason, they didn't have Tucker, or if they don't have Capella, I won't say that it's an upgrade, because it's not. Because they lost a lot more than just a reason. And the Lakers, I guess he's an upgrade from nothing. But, you, you know, you lose out on how much Kuzma plays. You lose out on how much Ingram plays. Yeah, and those guys developing, like getting better... Getting like more and more experience. Well, it, it could it, that could play both ways though. Playing against Carmelo every day in practice could get you a lot better too. Versus just coming in the game and getting beat and watching LeBron play all day. Because like, I think Kuzma would learn a lot more from Carmelo than playing with LeBron. Because 
because even young guys who have played with LeBron in the past have not like changed. Where's Norris Cole? <laughs> Where's Ooh. Mario Chalmers? And you know, I'm saying the young guys who play with LeBron, they don't like blossom saying, "Oh, LeBron taught me so much. I've become this guy." The guys well, playing with Carmelo have gotten like that. To be fair, LeBron uh, covers holes in the roster as far oh, as I'm does. concerned. And, he does, for sure. And Mario Chalmers, as a starting point guard, is a hole in the roster. Yeah, so, they had... If anything, um, in my opinion, it's a credit to LeBron for being able to make do with those guys. You know what I mean? Oh, it, it absolutely is. There's no doubt about that. But I'm saying is, even even though that at the time they're not... You know, he feels he overshadows their flaws. They don't, like, blossom anywhere past what LeBron takes them to. Like, no one's better. LeBron takes them further than they should get. I'm saying after LeBron is gone. They're nothing. But that's, that's that's my point. They're nothing to begin with. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying if Kuzma is there after LeBron, Kuzma will play out outlast LeBron in the NBA unless he gets oh, hurt, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So when LeBron is done, Kuzma has like been playing with LeBron all this time, this crutch, but he doesn't get better after that. Cuz LeBron I don't think LeBron's going to play more than this contract that he's on. Yeah, I mean, I doubt that. That would be Right. So insane. These years Kuzma may play well with LeBron, but after that Kuzma will be you know, just this guy <laughs> again. But I think, I think if you if he was learning with Carmelo and like actually working in practice every day, doing something, I think he could be better than he would just being on LeBron's shoulder. That's all I'm saying. I think he could be nurtured more than just you know LeBron putting him in his backpack and <laughs> carrying him all over the court. Right, right. Um. So yeah, that. Oh, let me ask you this, Wizards fan. Since oh man, if if Melo did decide to go home, as people have always said that he would want to play in D.C., what does that do to you guys? Adding Melo? Yeah. I don't want him. <laughs> flat out, flat out, I don't want him. But just tell me how good how you guys would be. You'd be better or worse? Worse. It wouldn't be everybody eats? No. <laughs> Nobody eats? Every, everybody's <laughs> watching as Carmelo's taking the food from everybody. <laughs> That's what you Carmelo, Carmelo do does. Do he steals the fucking food. Wow. And I, like I said, I am. I was, I was being a little bit on the softer side when I was talking about the other teams. Yeah, dude. If I, if I hypothetically, if I controlled the other twenty nine teams, yeah, you're looking. The Thunder don't want his ass, so he's gonna be out of there, dude. If I was any of the other twenty nine GMs, I wouldn't want him. So you're saying Carmelo just wouldn't play anywhere this year, dude. If if I if I could pick, he would be sitting on his ass like uh, like Monte Ellis was. <laughs> wow! And I don't right, think you... I don't think Monte Ellis deserved to sit on his ass the whole year, right? But I think 
I think Carmelo doesn't. I'll put it this way: if he doesn't get signed by the start of the year, I would give more credit to the GMs than I previously have. Uh, well, we we know that's not a fact. I mean, we know that's not gonna happen. Carmelo okay. will be signed by I'm the just, end of this week. I'm just saying. <laughs> He'll be signed by the end of this week if if he chooses to. I mean, it, you I'm sure there's that, even some bad teams that would get Carmelo dude, I'm, Magic. My concern is that he's really not going to take a pay cut. Like, he's going to be expecting big money. Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe. maybe. I mean, he could have demanded to be traded instead of bought out, right? But if he gets bought out, he still gets paid. Yeah, but, but if getting, he gets traded, I don't think anybody will team. trade for him. I definitely don't think any of the other twenty nine teams will trade for that contract. Twenty million? One year? Isn't it more than twenty? It's like twenty five or something. Uh well you you don't think anyone would trade for that? No. Maybe not. Alright, well I'm I'm off Carmelo. We'll see what happens. Just saying, you heard, I don't know if I'm the first one to say this, but if he's not signed at the start of the year, that's that's not craziness. No, it's not craziness, but I just don't think it's going to happen. But it, it's not, I don't think that's the craziest thing that would happen. Um, uh, <clears throat> real quick, we're going to have a, um, a little moment of silence. Since we're off Carmelo, I want to uh, say rest in peace to Tyler Honeycutt um, died the day before yesterday. Is that right, Mike? Uh, I don't want to. I'm. I'm not, I don't know exactly. Well, um, yeah. Uh, rest in peace and prayers go out to his family, his loved ones. Um. So yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Tyler Honeycutt. Anyway, um. So Kyle Anderson just signed with the Grizzlies. The Spurs did not match the Grizzlies' offer. Um, Shocker! <laughs> Shout out to Slow Mo, man. I didn't think he'd he'd uh, he's he's okay. I, I thought he would be a bum. He's not a bum. Wow, you thought he was gonna be a bum? Yeah. Wow. Well, another UCLA guy. Uh, I I don't. What? What does that do to the Spurs? Nothing. No. Why do you think they didn't match his offer? You think it was just too much for them? I think. I mean, how long has he been there? Since his, I think his rook. This was his rookie contract, four <clears throat> years. So four years. Yeah. I mean, I. You know, the Spurs are good at you know developing guys. So I think they gave him four years, and he didn't. He didn't really progress in the way they probably wanted him to. Okay. He's a, he's a good player, but he's just he's not a game changer, you know. Do you do you I, I, see I him starting? Was... Do you see him being a starter and having like a positive impact for the Grizzlies? For or anyone? For anybody? Uh, I don't see him like. By positive impact, I don't mean like he's gonna be like one of the top five in scoring on the team but I, I think he could start and just be a role guy but not on like a contending team so no 
I, I like I could see him like starting on the magic or like um trying <laughs> But Jonathan Simmons is a better option than him. Yeah, but Jonathan Simmons is also really good off the bench. And Kyle Anderson gives you nothing off the bench. I think he would give you more he starting. He gives you a playmaker off the bench. It depends what you have. If you already have a playmaker off the bench, then Kyle doesn't give you anything. But a lot of teams don't, really. Yeah, well. I think I think, I think Kyle Anderson is a... He has the playmaking ability of a starting player. Like, playmaking for others. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's a but, he's a natural point guard. He was a point guard right, his whole life. Right, right. Until you know he grew eight inches. Right. So, I mean, I, if you, I mean, if you I, watch him play. I mean, you watch him play. You could see it. Yeah, you can. He, I mean, his his ball handling is good enough that he never gets. He, you're not gonna pick him off. Yeah, and then he he makes he um he makes passes run. that only like floor generals can make. Absolutely, his vision his vision is great. Right, he's just slow. <laughs> yeah, and he's slow mo. Yeah, but he's always under control. Like you said, he makes great passes. He's great around the pick. He's good finishing either hand. Yeah, I mean, I even, I mean, I don't think any team is gonna use him at starting point guard or or point guard at all. But I, I think that he really could be a really good backup point guard. And if someone got hurt, I I don't think you would lose like everything. As if he started for like ten games while someone was hurt, right? And I'm, okay. And when I say someone, I mean like, and that's like Mike Conley. You know, I don't mean like Westbrook, right? Right. <laughs> or like Curry, but I'm saying no. I think Conley is a big loss, but say like a uh, like a Jeff Teague or a Dennis Schroeder, somebody like that. Yeah. If if he starts. And while they're out, I don't think it's that big of a loss. No. And I, I mean, I don't even think it's that big for Conley because Conley isn't like a major score. But no, I'm, he's not. But you saw how garbage the Grizzlies got when Conley got hurt. Yeah, but who... Didn't they have a Harrison twin starting at one point? They did. Right. That's my. That's the problem. <laughs> I would rather Kyle Anderson start in a Harrison twin. No, that's fair. So I... You know, I, I think if your point guard is not the leading scorer, I think Kyle is a really good backup, uh, you know, replacement starter. But um, I have a theory about the Spurs, and uh, it's a hot take. So They're falling apart? The end of the dynasty? Not, not just that, but I think that there's information about Popovich leaving. I think that they... I think Popovich told the players, look, guys, I'm... This is it. I'm done after this this year. I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying the time the timetable for sure. I don't know it, but I, hypothetically, I think he said he addressed the team. Said, "Look, everybody, um, I'm done, man. You know, my wife is gone. Rest in peace. Um, you know, I'm losing control. You guys, I got Aldridge out here. You know, cursing my name, bitching and moaning. Yeah, Kawhi hates me." Uh, you know, it's just it's just it, man. I got nothing else to do. I I won championships, I won rings, Olympics, whatever. I, he's, I'm yeah, done. Man, he's he's a so, legend. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Like, so I I think he did that. I think he told them that. I think he might have said, "Look, Manu, it's me and you this last year, and that's it, man. I'm a, I'm gonna coach you until you're done, and then I'm out." So Tony said, "Look, well, I, I only got 
I need a two-year deal. I don't want to stay here after you, so I'm out of here. He left. Kyle said, well, you know, I'm going to look around, see what my agent finds. They find the Grizzlies. Kyle might even told them, look, don't take it. I don't want to come back. Huh. You, you know, and anything. If he's, if Kyle said, look, um, Spurs, I'm not going to play when you bring me back, they're not going to bring him back. I also think that the Spurs are saying, told Kawhi, well, Kawhi, what do you need to stay? Who do we have to get rid of for you to stay? And I, they might have took that into consideration, but I don't think Kawhi is staying anyway. But I think that that was a conversation they had. I think that when Popovich might have been a part of that conversation, he might have been one of those names Kawhi could have said. I think Popovich is like, you know what, man, I'm not doing this. It's over. You know, I hope you guys find good homes. If you guys don't want to stay here, I hope you do stay. Spurs are a great organization, but I'm done. So Tony said, you know what, man? I'm out of here. I'm not playing for anybody else uh, here in San Antonio. Ginobili said, well, you know, I got one more pop. If you could do it. All right, I got one more too. That, so I think it might have been that. That's my that's my theory about the Spurs. I, I don't believe that. I don't remember a time where the Spurs lost two key players this fast in free agency. Like this. Especially a dynasty player like Tony. And, and then with the Kawhi thing, I just think that, I think it has to do with Popovich. I think that they know something that the press doesn't know about Popovich or about Kawhi that they're running from. Running isn't the right word, but that they're ready to leave from. That's my theory, my Spurs theory. I mean, a lot of, a lot of assumptions there, but... It wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. The the shit with Kawhi is so like, so crazy and weird that any explanation, no matter how odd, would I would I would be able to understand it. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, it's just a theory. I don't know. I don't. I have any information. Right. But I, I just don't believe that those guys leave that easily from the from the um, team and like. Signing Kyle back, I didn't think that was like hard for them. It's not like they're well. What's his con? I didn't see the number, but what what was the? How I many think he years? had. Uh, let me check. I think it was four. Four year deal for thirty seven million. I mean, that's yeah. I, Maybe they got... I don't know who they drafted, who they, they're looking at. Maybe they got somebody. Maybe they think they'll keep Kawhi. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. It's, it's just getting weirder and weirder. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, real quick, uh, <laughs> what do you think about Brooke Lopez to the Bucks? I mean, Brooke they, Lopez, they're rounding Brooke out Lopez their starting is a losing player. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't hate it because their centers have been so trash. Their co- Super trash. Their combination of John Henson and Thon Maker is, uh, is just is atrocious. <laughs> it's, it's abysmal. It shouldn't be... Um, it just shouldn't be the case 
I mean, Bird, Birdman in the big three is playing better than either of those guys right now. <laughs> Shout out to Don Maker. I've watched the uh, <laughs> the Philippine brawl. Oh, and, man. That was... And Don Maker was out there kicking. And... <laughs> Bro, there's a dude who flew <laughs> in at a karate kick. It had me in tears. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> continue with your Bucks take. Yeah, man, their, their centers are so garbage that even though I think Brook Lopez, like, he's the type of pickup guy you get, and he'll get all the buckets, but you'll never win a game. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Because because his man is giving it right back to him. He's never helping. He's not specifically those things, but I think Brook Lopez plays no fucking defense. He, he has no presence in the paint, and right. he, he doesn't rebound well. Right. So he's he's a talented offensive player, don't get me wrong. But on the Bucks, like, yeah. what is he doing? <laughs> right. They're going to fuck around and do the same shit the Lakers did, just move him out to the three-point line, and he's just going to be more and more garbage and... I don't know. Man. I wouldn't be surprised he got hurt too. He's I mean, he had a pretty healthy year this past year, but knowing his history, he gets hurt all the time. Yeah, but I, I don't blame him. They signed him for like what four mil. Yeah, three point something. Yeah, yeah. that's that's an upgrade. So three point seven. It's, it's a smart G, like it's a smart front office move. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, in the big scheme of things, that's basically him for free. You know, right. in the big scheme of things. Right. Um, I, I like the okay. Bucks, man. The Bucks are trying to. They're, they're trying to get better. They're trying, yeah. They're trying. I give them credit, man. That's all you could do, you know. You see how Giannis is getting better and better. So they're gonna, they're gonna make it. In, I mean, they're gonna be better this year. I think for sure. If I think Chris, everyone is gonna be better on there. Hopefully, Maybe not. Chris Middleton and Jabari play the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. If they play the whole year, I think those guys can make some noise. Yeah, I do too. Um, the other thing is, since DeAndre Jordan officially signed his deal, um, so how how good is Dallas to you? They're not that good. <laughs> they're bad. I don't know if they're bad. I like I like what they're trying to do, but you you look at their. St- so I, I just I don't see the the potential with Doncic and Dennis Smith Jr. Okay. Like individually I like both of them, but mm-hmm. I just don't I don't see how they're gonna combine. Yeah, I don't really see. I don't know either. Like, is Barnes gonna play power forward, and those guys are the one and three? With Wes Matthews at the two? If Wes Matthews ever plays a full year? Well, Wes Matthews is a chucker anyway, so I wouldn't mind him getting moved to the fucking bench. I agree. I don't know if you... I watched a few Dallas games this past year, and I don't know how I managed to catch Dallas games, but... um, Man, dude, Wesley Matthews gets them up. And not in a good way. Like <laughs> explain, 
Like, Explain, please. He's okay. So I have two. There. Okay. So there's shooters, right? So Kyle Korver's a shooter. JJ Redick is a shooter. Uh, I don't know, man. Clay Thompson's obviously a shooter. Like Clay Thompson's a little more than that, but like in a way, he's yeah. still a shooter. Uh huh. But I have another category for guys who like shoot the ball. But they don't have nearly as good of an impact as those other guys that I mentioned. Like when like, you say shoot the ball, do you mean like and I they call, just take a bunch of threes they or take they a bunch of threes? Hit threes sometimes. And they hit just enough for them to like maintain the the facade that they're having like they're spreading the floor well. They're being a good like floor spacer. Yeah. And I call these guys gunners. Okay. So J.R. Smith in his best day was a gunner. He's still a gunner because he takes man, awful his shots. Best day. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a six man, so I give him a little more credit. But uh huh. <clears throat> I don't know if we brought this up by the way, but what was he doing playing summer league in 2010? Did you see that? <laughs> nah. Dude, somebody posted a picture of him in Denver in 2010. His sixth year in the league. He was, JR was? He was in the summer league. Was he coming out of an injury, though? I, I, I don't know. He could have been. Anyway, back to my original. He's a, So, back to my original. Wesley Matthews is not a fucking shooter. He is a gunner. <laughs> if you watch... Okay. I, I promise you, if you watch Dallas... If you watch, watch him, he's... Mm-hmm. He throws up, like... Not the worst three-pointers I've ever seen, but, man, if he has any room, he's getting them up. Yeah, he does. That's true. So, to me, granted, the Dallas has been bad for the past few years, so it's like, if you if you got a you know a shot, you're going to take it. I, I can't blame him for that. Yeah. But he just doesn't... He tries to play defense, but he's got that Shumpert thing where he's... Sometimes you try too hard, you end up doing more harm than good. <laughs> He's got like that thing going for him. Yeah, like he, like when he helps, like he totally leaves his man yeah, a lot. Stuff, little and then things like that. He fouls. Fa- he fouls. You know, he he like James Harden abuses him. Guys like that are gonna abuse him because he just he reaches. He he plays too aggressively. You know what I mean? All that stuff. Yeah. None of this is good, by the way. None of the shit I'm saying about him is good. Right. And, and he has a place in the league, but... In my opinion... With the with how bad Dallas has been... If, they, if they're bad again this year... They should just bench him and see... You know, really let... Let Dennis Smith and, uh, and Doncic try to figure it out. Yeah, I agree. Because, I, I mean... They have Doncic listed as a point guard, but you know, like you said, with Dennis there, the way he played this year, he played great. I wonder what's in Dennis's mind when he sees that you know they got Doncic listed as a point guard. Like, I wonder what he's thinking of how they are expected to mesh. I don't know. He seems a little sensitive too, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's very, very sensitive. It seems like <laughs> short-tempered. Um. But DeAndre Jordan makes him a little bit better. Worst case scenario, he makes him like five five games better. 
I also think he makes Dennis Smith better on both ends of the court. Yeah. But I, Dallas, Dallas hasn't had good big men lately. No, they haven't. That Powell kid has been playing pretty good, but I mean, you know, he's not he's not a star, but he's been playing good for them. And they, and they paid him quite a bit of money too. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's that's Dallas. You got any uh? I big three shoutouts. Uh, well, real quick before I forget, I wanted to ask you, what do you think the uh, the Kyrie and Jimmy Butler thing oh. playing in, in your in your squad? Um, I <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, they always say we're getting somebody up there. <laughs> you know, Fizdale went um, a while ago said that next year the team will be. Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, Durant, Porzingis, and DeAndre Jordan was gonna be like our starting five <laughs> next year. Which is such this is like basically take the Olympic team and put Knicks jerseys on them. I, I don't. Oh, there are, I just a lot of delusions going on in New York. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. And you know, I read before that we hired them just to get LeBron. Obviously, that didn't work. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to believe. I remember that. I, I, I remember think, we talked about that. I do think there's a good chance Kyrie leaves Boston because I don't think he has any loyalty to, like, places. I'm not saying, you know, he has no loyalty at all, but to Boston he has no loyalty. Um, I think that he's from Jersey, so they always think players are going to play for their hometown. So, I could see why people are saying it, but I'm not with it. It would be cool if it happens. Really cool. <laughs> really, It would be really great, I do, I do want to see them together. That would be pretty interesting. Especially with Perzingis. Uh, I, th- yeah. I think they could also do some damage. Oh, yeah. I, with that team, if nothing else happens, if they do that, they're I think they're favorites in the East with that team. If they get no one else. And nothing else happens in the East that makes teams better. I think that I would take them as the favorites. I could see that right now. Yeah, Porzingis healthy, Kyrie and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, keep Hardaway. Have a shooter for Kyrie to kick out to. Um, Cantor. I mean, we might not have Cantor, but we get a decent center with that has, team. I think we'll, he hasn't be fine. gotten resigned yet, has he? No, I don't think so. Not that I know of. I need I need Tim Hardaway just to be a little more consistent. Just just give me some consistency. Yeah, he. But the thing is, you know, he's not a star, and there's no one else there. Right. I mean, Porzingis. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, he had for him to be consistent, and it like mean anything. He'd have to get like twenty six. He'd have to be up in top fifteen scorers in the league, and he's just not that. No, because he has no no one to even pass on the ball. No, what you mean? Trey what Burke about the solution. <laughs> <laughs> like I like said, he has lie. nobody. That was, that was the funniest thing I heard in the NBA all year. What after Trey Burke dropped that forty-two or whatever it was, yeah. when they called him the solution, like I was on the floor in tears. <laughs> the solution. 
And then we traded and got Moutier. And now oh. we have three, like, three of the lottery picks from that year of the all, draft. All unproven. Right. So I don't know what to expect from uh, Frank. Trash. Uh, Moutier. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me if they are trash, honestly. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of, though, Alonzo this is playing for the Knicks Summer League. Getting He got a couple buckets last time I watched. Yeah, um, talk about anything big in the summer league. Anything to keep an eye out on. I, I saw the the duel between uh, Bagley and, and Aiton was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was interesting. Josh Jackson cut his hair. Breaking news. Uh, he, he looks he looks all right. Yeah, the Suns looked all right overall. He looked. I mean, they got a nice young team. They're they're going to be mean, a team like you. We we talked about this last episode, but I like what you said in terms of. They could beat, I would even say, maybe a couple good teams throughout the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, Trey Young is getting into his own in the summer league. You know, he had rough couple, rough first games, but someone at his height and his weight, it's tough to get used to playing everybody NBA-sized. You, you, know? you don't think he's getting exposed a little bit? He had 21 and 11 last game against the Knicks. Did he? he had to do it against the Knicks. Did he? Huh? Yeah, 21 oh, I and 11. Missed, That's his... I missed that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, three threes. He, Let me back up. It, you know, it's the physicality, too. Because a lot of the calls he doesn't get now, he probably would have gotten in college. So it's yeah, different. And he's small, man. It's He's really small. Yeah, like I said, at that weight. Like he looked small in college, but looking out there at him in the summer league, right? Man, yeah, he, he, he was strong. He looked real tiny. Yeah, you got to get used to that at that size. And then you know he's gonna have injuries, I'm sure. But oh yeah, he'll get into it once he you know his, that shoot the way he shoots his range is not gonna. I mean, it's gonna come. They're going to start falling eventually. My thing with him is, like, because of his size, it's going to be so tough for him to get, like, easy easy buckets, you know, free throws, things like that. So it's it's going to be hard for him to be consistent. Well, yeah, but once he finds his range, it's going to be harder to check him, too. Well, I'll give you that. Because once he gets that, you know five dribbles, four dribbles over half court and he's in range and you have to check him out there, he's so quick I mean, obviously I'm not saying like Westbrook and Curry will have problems, but I'm saying backups, if he's backing up, backups will have problems checking him that far away from the basket He should back up, because I don't think he could guard starters No, not yet, no I think think you gotta give him some time I'm I'm gonna give him a little I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and if he, if he's Plays poorly this year, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but I, I hope I hope they don't take that and just condemn him. Like yeah, because I think you know I think if he gets a lot of media pressure for how he's playing, he's I don't think he's going to be able to bounce back and right. be better. I think the media is so strong now that they can make stars and you know and delete stars too. You know, so I think that what's interesting huh? for me is uh, like they this this comparison's not not in terms of a play style obviously, but I see his career path, or I it would be 
similar. I think Austin Rivers. Like, you remember how Austin Rivers came in as a 10th pick? Uh, he was garbage his first couple years. Like, a lot of people thought he couldn't play in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and some people still think that now, which, you know, I don't blame him, but... Uh-huh. Um, he, like slowly, slowly, he's he's carved a spot for him in, the, in for himself in the league. Yeah, and I think at wor- worst case scenario, I think D- Trey Young could do that. Uh, yeah, worst case scenario, I I could I get what you're saying. Yeah, like worst but case, that, he I could think, be like a DJ Augustine. I think the difference between Trey, for me, and both those guys is that Trey is great at one thing like Austin's not really great at anything yeah that's He's true really just okay at everything right and that's why i didn't want to compare the game because they're totally different with that but i just yeah. think the career could turn out in a similar way yeah I, I and i agree i think the career could but i think that he'll be more valuable than austin is now if if he blossoms like at all he'll be more valuable because he'll be able to outshoot probably you know, 80% of the guys on the team. Austin's not better at anyone on the team at, like, any specific thing. No, yeah. I think Trey will always be in the top four shooters on the team. You know what I'm saying? Right. If he if he gets a shot. I, I think that's the difference. I think he'll be more valuable for, like, you know, if you say, man, we need a good shooter, good backup shooter, Trey will be, like, one of the names you think about. Like, Austin, there's nothing that makes me think about Austin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I, I'm with you. And Augustine is—I—I I would see more Augustine for sure because you—you think you know you need to. Augustine um, will make you score. pay. Augustine will make you pay if you don't guard him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's something Trey would be. If right. you, if you're running around, you lose Trey. You put three points in the book if if he gets how he is, like gets how he really can play. Right. The way he played the last game against the Knicks, like I said, he had. 21 and 11 he's and he he got underrated he's underrated as a passer because one his team was really bad in college right and two i'll definitely give you that and two um they they were so concerned with his scoring no one noticed that he had 12 assists or 11 assists even though he they looked on him to have 40 points every night like, he would have 40 points and only have six assists. They'd be like, man, he's the best scorer in the country. Then next game, he only had 16 points, but he had 12 assists. They're like, man, Trey had a rough night. Or he only had eight points and had 11 assists. And they're like, man, he had a rough night. But he's a really good passer. He's a, He plays point guard for a reason. No, I, I, think I agree that, with you. I think that could, that could uh, make him, like, better. That could make him better than... Like in the category that we're putting him right now, right. I think the passing could propel him to be more than that. Be a a starter. Be a like a game changing starter. Not a maybe not an all star, but like a quality starting point guard. Right. Yeah. Because when you look at him, when he gets to play with guys who are used to flashy passes and used to no look passes and used to got used to being able to pass and just, I mean, catch and just score, he's going to get even more assists than he did in college. You, when you see guys like him who have a lot of assists on those bad teams, their assists usually increase in the league. Kind of like, um, 
in a way, kind of how Steph was when Steph got with a good team in the league. In the league, he started getting a lot of you know he had big shooting nights, but he also had really big assist nights a lot. Then he started right. being mentioned as one of the best passers. So I think I think Trey can have that career as a really good passer if people will stop focusing on his shooting because he could shoot bad and still have a great night because he'll still have a lot of assists. Because even if he shoots bad, he'll always be a threat because people have watched TV and they saw what he can do. You know, no one's going to say, oh, he he missed, he airballed for his first two threes. I'm not coming out there to the three-point line. No one's going to do that. No, definitely. Yeah, so. Yeah, so we're, we're keep an eye on Trey. Um, uh, Aaron Holiday had a really good first couple games. 23 points in the first game, and then he had, I think he only had 10, 15 or... 10 the second game, but he had 7 assists, 7 rebounds. I think he's looking like a really good backup for Darren Collison. I think it's. I think Corey, he's going to be Corey one Joseph of those backups. Put on the benchy bench. Who? Corey Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. I don't blame him. Because Corey is not. He's another guy who's not good at anything. <laughs> he just comes out there and just does. He doesn't get the ball stolen hey, from him, and he, he plays. He kind of picks up full court, but he doesn't really like get any steals. Right. Yeah. I, I guarantee Holiday will get some. If Holiday plays as hard a defense as Joseph does, he will get more steals than Joseph. For sure. That, he's more aggressive. He's a better one-on-one player. Joseph is like, you could put the worst player on the team on Joseph most of the time, and, you know, you don't lose anything. No, definitely you know? not. So... Yeah, I think Joseph's going to be knocked down. Maybe not right away, but fairly quickly. Um, trying to think of else. Knox had a pretty good first game for the Knicks. Knox, yeah, yeah, he's looking all right. I saw the little dunk he had was quite quite nice. Yeah, he's he's long, man. Things he, like that. Like, I noticed how quick he is. He's quicker than I thought. He is quicker than I he thought, could, too. He could push the ball, man. He, he can make some things happen. The one thing I'll say is that I haven't seen him do a lot of moves yet. I think he uses his length and his quickness over these guys, but he's not going to be able to do that on NBA players. No. But he'll he'll adjust. I mean, that's something that can be taught. Um, well, I mean, Collins had an amazing game when Trey had 11 assists. Collins had like 30, 32 or something like that. Um, Collins John is the, Collins. the dude with the bounce, right? The dude with the... Yeah. Right. He, yeah, he can I ball, mean, man. He, he had a good rookie year. He he had like three threes too that game. I mean, he's versatile, oh, I didn't man. Know he he's spread the floor, but yeah, he's he's the real deal. I think I think he was like on a forgotten. Him and Kuzma and Dennis Smith and Fox were kind of like in the forgotten tier of rookies last season. Yeah, I get it. Because that. the superstars and Simmons. Well, also, um, also Mitchell. Atlanta was hot garbage, so. Yeah, they were hot, hot garbage. The Lakers were hot garbage, so they were on teams that weren't just weren't good, too. Right, so were Sacramento, the guys, yeah. Dallas. Yeah, so they they were forgotten in that sense, as well. So I think um, I, I don't think Atlanta's gonna be better, but I think that he'll have a breakout year. I think they got some guys be, to keep an eye out for. Yeah. Um, let's see who. I can't really say anyone else had great. You know, I, surprising I like, the, the wizard, the wizards guy is looking uh, solid. He's not, you know, he's not doing anything crazy, but he's also holding his own. He's getting 
decent numbers. I think he had 20 uh, earlier today. Is it Brown Jr.? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He made some nice moves today. Yeah, he did. He's got, he's got a good, like, he has some floaters in his arsenal. He can hit shots. Yeah. He's yeah. good enough of an athlete, so he's he looks good. I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys do with him. Hopefully, Brooks does just doesn't bench him, and then he gets traded and makes the all-star team. <laughs> uh, like yeah, uh, That would make me very sad. Like that is his mo though, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he does. He did have a good game. Um, I don't know anyone else that. Uh... No, I think that's it for. Oh, summer Jackson league. played. Jackson has been playing pretty good. Um, Jackson Jr. from uh, the Grizzlies from Michigan State. He's been playing okay. Oh, Jaren, first right, game, right, right. His first game was really good. I remember. Yeah, he was he was he was hot from the three point line, but after that, yeah, yeah, twenty seven or twenty nine, something like that. Yeah, man, he was up there. Um, but since then he hasn't really done anything though. Um, I think guys saw that game, so you know he's not they're not letting him get many more threes off. What I really like about the summer league is everybody's so hungry, so like it's so competitive that. It does test. It does provide a good like practice test for for a lot of these guys. Right. Speaking of Grayson Allen fighting already, playing dirty already. Dude, I don't think it's that big a deal. Him and Trey. It's nowhere I mean, near. It's nowhere near as bad as the shit like the tripping stuff. Well, the foul wasn't. But after the foul, the little headbutt thing into Trey's midsection. That's bad. Really bad. Because, like I said, let him do that on an NBA player. That wasn't Trey. Someone not oh. that weighs more than 150 pounds. Oh, yeah, man. He might be uh, I saw somebody on another on one of the talk shows. I think, I think it was ESPN. Somebody was like, uh, they're going to be sneaking in the back, in the back, through the back door in the locker room after the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grayson, man, I don't know what's up with that kid, man, but he really needs to chill out. My thing is, man, I'm looking at it. It's funny. I like what he's. I don't like the tripping, and some of it is excessive. Uh, Uh Like the shit with the coat, with the assistant coach or whatever. Like, some of it is a little out of control. But I like. A little? (laughs) It's out of control. I'll give you that, but. I like that he seems like he's going to be a guy who's going to, like, fight. You know what I mean? And not... I don't want to say it like fight in terms of do dirty shit. But he's kind of got that... Got that Della Vadova... Uh, that, like, Patrick Beverly thing. Yeah, he he's edgy. Yeah. He is. Yeah. And I think, I think he could help Utah a lot. Because he's a great athlete. He is. It, People but, know that seeing like the warm up dunks and shit. But he he's he's so much, and I I'm not only using the I'm trying not to only use the college thing because it's different now. That was a while ago, but he's so much worse than what's the what's the word I'm looking for? His intentions are not the same as Della Vadova's in Beverly's. Like it, their intention is truly just to play physical. Well, maybe not Della Vadova, but 
<laughs> a little bit. Their their intentions are truly just to play physical. I think Allen is is a little bit more malicious. on the yes. It it can't. He's too malicious. And um, I'm not saying he's going to do that for his whole career. And I'm not saying that he's going to do that. He's not you know, after the league summer long. league. Huh? He's not going to be in the league long if he does that. Right, if he does. But so far, the trade, the Trey Young thing, it was just, it was just totally uncalled for. The ramming into his midsection. For those who have not seen it, go on YouTube and look up Trey Young and Grayson Allen. You'll see. Yeah, it was it's awkward. not the foul, but after the foul, it is is way. I mean, that's like in a real game, he would they would be in a fight. It would be fighting. And you know, Trey is a guy who's controlled, is used to that stuff. So I'm sure he's not gonna, you know, go at Grayson. But you know, it, I don't know. I don't want to talk about Grayson anymore because I'll say some stuff I don't want to say. I, Gra- I like it, man. He's fighting to earn a spot, in my opinion. I do think he's. I think he's dirty. But I mean, you got to do what you got to do to survive, man. The NBA is not an easy league to get into, so. Yeah, but if you have to do that to survive, you probably shouldn't be in the NBA. And and look, usually guys like that get you know rooted out. So if he can't play, I mean, he's not gonna get to do a lot of that shit because he's not gonna be in the league very long. So right, yeah. So we'll we'll see what his um how his performance goes. Um, he yeah, fits you, in, so you, you gotta real quick. He fits in Utah perfectly because their fans are dirty as shit too. Yeah, that's true. Definitely but, true. Uh, anyway. Um, you got any big three shout-outs? Big outs? three. A uh, couple, couple of things that I noticed. Uh, Baron Davis, shout-out. He was <laughs> he was doing work. He was doing some He was doing things. work. Uh, I don't think I shouted out. I can't remember. I think Steven Jackson last week had like 30 points or something like that. I didn't show her Captain Jack any love. Right, but uh, Captain, I like Captain Jack, man. He's he's a fun guy. He competes. All all those guys, man. They're doing a they're doing a great job of making it like really competitive. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought I thought um Al Harrington and Drew Gooden were really going at it at one point, <laughs> uh, and that was pretty fun to watch because <laughs> saying those names and saying going at it is just a funny. Yeah, it, it just is. sounds funny it to is. say. But it's true though they were going at it. I'm I'm telling you, man, it's like the perfect league for a basketball fan. <laughs> it's the flick. games aren't too long. Yeah, they're quick. Um, the they're competitive guy. Like, you know, you're not getting nobody's playing boring basketball. It's just kind of like go to work. They're kind of taking turns isoing. Mm-hmm. It's like a pickup game, man, and I really like that. And the refs, the refs really let them play too. Yeah, they do. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm really starting to notice that more and more that the refs are really letting them get away with shit. Right. But yeah, man, if you're a basketball fan, I really recommend checking out Big Three. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And obviously, it's not a paid promo, so I'm not lying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At least in my opinion, man. If because it's perfect time too, because right now the only if it wasn't for the World Cup. Uh, I wouldn't have shit to watch for sports, so. Right. Speaking of, how's uh, 
How's it going? How's the World Cup going? Was, Russia got eliminated yesterday, but they had a Cinderella oh. run. Uh, yeah. They had they were the last ranked team going into the tournament, okay. and they made it to the quarterfinal. They lost on penalties, so they were, they were pretty yeah. competitive, man. There was a fun fun ride. Being that I'm from Russia, I was cheering, screaming. It was a fun game. Uh, so we're semifinals got I think and it's been I don't, I don't know if you've talked to anybody but it's been probably the wildest World Cup in history yeah I mean all, all the teams that got eliminated so early was I mean yeah. not when I say so early I mean before the semifinals yeah. was surprising you know the yeah. names yeah but uh, I do think in, upsets honestly the four best teams made the semifinal Right, like the four best teams that from from like seeing them play, I think these are the four best teams, and it's France, uh, Belgium, uh, and then on the other side it's Croatia and England. Mm-hmm. And if I had to pick a winner for the whole thing out of the four, um, the smart money's on France, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Belgium. Belgium's got a, real, a lot of good players. Uh, they they made the the crazy comeback against Japan and they 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 look good. They beat Brazil, which is you know Brazil was a favorite. So yeah, okay, it's been fun. All right. So um, yeah, but that's so, it for sports we got today. Yeah, that's I mean that's Wimbledon going on. If you're a tennis fan, uh, Wimbledon something to check out. Yeah, well, um, yeah, Wimbledon man, the women. Women get upset left and get right. Knocked off. It's Bro. crazy. But uh, it, we'll cover Wimbledon again uh, Wednesday. All right, we'll sounds good. Wimbledon. Yeah, they'll be a little when further in, too, so it'll be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that it for sports? Yeah, there's, that's pretty much it. All right, all right. So, transition. It's nights like this I really wanna be right here I really wanna take For those who don't know Meek is back Meek is most definitely like back really Meek is back Um So tell me something What? How'd you feel about it? Legends of the Summer <laughs> I'm not even gonna talk about Stay Woke really Cause that's probably the, the song I don't like Right, um, and it's the one we heard. Right, it's been he it's been out for it. a little while. So, yeah, but man, I was really shocked. I was really shocked at how much I enjoyed all three songs. Wow, thought, shocked? Because I'm, I you could call me a meek hater. Matter of fact, <laughs> I okay. thought win, wins and losses was subpar. I mean, all all his albums have been subpar. Okay. Um, and his mixtapes are fun, but I thought, uh, it was Dream Chasers 4, I believe it was? Okay, what? What Dream about Dream Chasers it? 4, just like, I just, it, it didn't hit me. I mean, Liddy was really cool. Uh, Liddy, I remember, was a huge hit, and it, it mm-hmm. deserved to be. Um, but yeah, man, Meek just never caught my ear like that. 
And okay. with, with these three songs, they're really like it's he's in his his perfect like space. And that's the thing I yeah. go back to a lot, but I just he's playing in his comfort zone. Yeah, he's in his, he's in his pocket, definitely. Yeah, man, and all all these three songs show the line. There's a couple of good lines in each of them. Uh, they fl- the, all the flow is really good. And that's my thing. With, my thing with him a lot of the time is he starts yelling, and half the time you don't even know what the fuck he's saying really. <laughs> I thought he yelling. kept it. He kept it under control where he didn't get too out of hand. At least for me. Right, yeah, he definitely signed in more control to me too. Uh, PNB Rock and Jeremiah uh, provided a good, good boost. Yeah, yeah, man, it, the, all three songs are really good. If you're a Meek fan, you should be excited because I'm really looking forward to his next album now. Yeah, Th- this is what I'll say about Meek. Um, I think Meek puts too many songs on his albums most of the time. I think that's sixteen songs. It's too much. I think that 19 songs, and I'm using the deluxe versions, but that's too much. Um, 14. You know, I think if if me follow Kanye's scheme, I think all Meek's albums would be good. Because I, I think sometimes it's too much of him. And his flow is very similar. I mean, I shouldn't say similar, but his songs usually have a very similar subject matter or topic so me listening to like 10 songs about the same thing is not what i want to hear about you and your parole officer and you know you getting away with something so when he came out with this ep i was like okay good four songs that's like perfect for, for an ep of course but for an album if he released eight songs on an album i guarantee it well, I won't guarantee, but I believe it could be flawless. Eight songs. But when he releases these 15, 16, 19, it's just too much Meek featuring Meek featuring Meek. <laughs> I don't think you it's know. his game to release that many songs. Yeah, it's not. He needs to he needs to slow down with it. So when when I when he came out of this, I listened to it and I, I totally agree with you, man. I mean it's it's great. I it's versatile it's um you know the tempos are different different tempos usually he has a lot of the same tempo different beats i mean it's it's good i think it's i think it's very very good it shows it's a good showcase of meek it's a good you know it's like a highlight reel for meek you're like oh man i really like what he's doing i really like what he did with all of them yeah yeah i also am looking forward to meek's next work of you know his next project but i just hope it's not too long don't do it too long meek yeah that's not don't make us wait two years man worst case scenario next summer i need it right and and the thing is when meek does do all those songs it's like 14 songs about <laughs> about you know gangster stuff and then it's one you know sexual song maybe two and then it's the one song that is like a full all bars you know, talk about my life kind of thing. And that's what you get every... He usually, you know, he usually gives one or two on each of his Dream Chaser mixtapes. Yeah. I remember a Dream... The song... What was it? It was Dream... Tony Story, I think, was uh, 
I think Tony Story 1 I really liked, but I didn't like the other two. Yeah, he... Meek, Meek could be a very, very good artist. I just think he needs to cut it down, cut the unnecessary songs down, save some of those bars... And just give us eight. Just give us if eight anything, songs. If anything, save that shit and drop more mixtapes. And then, yeah, your mixtapes will be a little worse. But at least you'll keep the fans happy. You'll give them more music. So, I don't know, man. I I, I like I like what you're going for with the whole keep your albums, you know, smaller. Yeah, keep them concise. Just give us good stuff. Don't give us everything you got. We don't want everything. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I, with that being said, though. Legends of the Summer is very, very good. It was a, it was a breath of fresh air for someone who is not a normal Meek fan. I'm not a big Meek fan either. I like him, I don't love him, and it was I I love the EP. So. Yeah, man, I don't like him at all, and I really liked this EP. So, yeah, yeah, man. Um, this uh, I gotta be honest. Before we move on, this these four songs, well, three. They they saved me from having a rough uh, music weekend. <laughs> yeah, me too. And we will get into we'll, why. Yeah, we're about to get into that. Yeah. But... Which one would you like to cover first? Let's go with future. My my thing my future my issue with futures thing is completely different than Bob. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm not okay. Bob is a whole other can of worms. Which one's longer? I believe B.O.B.'s is, like, longer by one song. No, 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 I'm saying which one for you that you need to talk about will be longer. Oh, B.O.B. for sure. Yeah, so let's hit Future. Let's get Future out of the way. Okay, so the good thing for for the Beast Mode 2 is when I play it, it kind of blends in. So, Mm -hmm. like, none of the songs stood out, really. Uh, I mean, it was fairly... What was it, nine? Yeah, nine songs. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think 31 Days I did enjoy. I agree. That's my favorite on there, too. Yeah, and I think there's one... Maybe this... I think the song with Young Scooter I liked. Mm Mm-hmm. But they weren't really like standouts. It's just the songs I could think of on the top of my head. I think the whole thing kind of blends into one, where the yeah. songs sound similar. And it's look, if you're a Future fan, you're gonna like it. I'm not. I never really. He never hit for me like he does for a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And he has he's had songs here and there that that have hit a lot of a lot of it is because he has so much music out. Um, you know, you drop two albums in one week, you're gonna find a hit, right? Uh, so, but yeah, man, I'm not a fan. But this this album is just like it's boring. Yeah, I I mean I pretty much have the exact same feeling. I, and the thing is, I'm a future album fan, and I won't say big fan, but I'm a future album fan. Never been big on his mixtapes, or like these that are, um, like a sequence, a series or yeah. whatever. How do you feel? How do you feel about him as like a collab guy? Because he's he does like joint projects. How do you feel when he's on those? Uh, I mean, when it's the right person. I didn't like the Drake thing. What? What'd you think of the one with Young Thug, uh, Slime, no, uh, Super Slimy? 
Yeah, it was okay. I'm not a big Young Thug fan, though. I think if I liked both of them, I would like it. But I'm not a big fan of either one of them. I thought it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It had some songs, you know. Like, I didn't want to turn it off. Right. But I also didn't, I also didn't like, replay anything. First listen. All right, so Beast Mode 2, what are your thoughts on the track? I'm... I was I like thirty one days. That's it for me. And like you said, I everything you said is basically how I feel. It kind of runs into each other, kind of the same thing over and over again. I think he kind of tried to. To me, it's like he was trying to be real catchy with stuff, and it just wasn't. Like he was trying to get something that people would like repeat. Yeah. And I didn't hear anything that I wanted to repeat. That's kind of his thing, isn't it? That's kind of his like. His, uh, I don't know what to call it, but it's his thing. I mean, yeah, it, it is, but does. but I don't. For some reason, for me personally, when I can tell he's doing it, it's not good. Like I, I don't. Maybe the Percocets, Molly Percocets part of um, Mask <laughs> Off was supposed to be that, but it wasn't. It sounded so much more. Um, you know, it sounded like it was natural. It didn't sound like he purposely was repeating something over and over again for you to repeat. Right, it. right. And um, March Madness, he doesn't have anything that made me feel like, oh, he wants me to say that again. It, you know, he. So I, these songs, it sounded like he was repeating stuff a lot to make him like, you know, make it seem like you're supposed to do that too. Like it's a, it's a vibe, as they say. I and I didn't feel it. I don't like is like he was looking for the catchy thing and I didn't think it was good. It was just he tried too hard, I guess. It wasn't bad, but it's just Future's considered like a a, a good artist in terms of he makes like fun tracks. Yeah. And I, I just didn't get that much fun out of this. No, I didn't either. Maybe maybe I'm I thought 31 Future days was fa- cool. Fatigue. Maybe it's just the fact that he's got so much so much music out there cuz he did he did drop like the soundtrack album for Superfly, and he's... he had a hard, he had a um busy year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, the thing is for me, I think, <laughs> I think he's trying to keep up with other people. I think that he did have a busy year with other stuff like the soundtrack and writing for other people or whatever he was doing in features. I think that his solo thing. This year has had it's been a big year for solo projects. And he's like, you know, I need to come up with something that's gonna take the world by storm. This is also what happens when you have a major hit like um, Mask Off. You think that you're supposed to make another one of those, like you, like you can just make it. But it, sometimes it's just it just happens. It's just a hit. Right. Not everything is on purpose. So that, to me, it felt like he was f- trying to force us a hit on here, and it. He didn't know which one it was, so he said, "I'm just gonna give you nine of them that might end up being a hit, and I don't think any of them are gonna be hits." No, I'm, this thing's gonna get forgotten pretty quick. I, I honestly haven't heard anybody talk about it. Yeah, me neither. I, I haven't seen it on. I know some people Snapchat, who are anybody's like playlist. None of that. Yeah, I know some people who are future fans that haven't said anything right. about it. So, yeah, I'm, this isn't it, future. 
We need more. We need something different. Uh, I hope future, hopefully you drop a little sum at the end of the year, man. Maybe give us a little more. But this this was a bit of a letdown. I'm not going to lie to you. And this is, the, this is the other thing about future for me. Future is... I won't say he's the father of mumble rap, but he's like one of the... Uh, I see where you're going with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. He's on Mount Rushmore of Mumble Rap. Okay, that that was perfectly put, yeah. But now, you have the people who are like better at his game than he is. Not, I'm, I'm not, I shouldn't say better, but they have revolutionized his game, and now he's still trying to do what he was good at, but it's it's different now. Yeah. I also you think, know, it's like... I also think guys like Lil Uzi... And even Young Thug have taken mumble rap to like new heights. Yeah, that's that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Right, yeah, but it's like exactly. they've they've opened up mumble rap to be more than just like the same shit. Right. Where if you play with it in the right way, you could do a lot of good things with it. Yeah, you can. And and Future is still trying to do Future mumble rap, but now guys like Playboy Cardi and. And like you said, Uzi are like future in the future. <laughs> so it's you know he's kind of stuck in the past, and that he needs to do something that sounds different. Yeah, I, I think for him to um, really you know stay in the game. Yeah, but I, I'm not losing faith. I, I I'm not a fan, but I do check out pretty much all his projects. Um, you know what? I think he, he separated mask one. off from a lot of futures other songs and other like you know his other discography mm-hmm. Mask Off is one of the only future songs <laughs> and I mean this in a joking way but I also mean it in all seriousness it's one of the first songs that I listened to the first time and understood everything he said <laughs> that's I mean like yeah, the first time probably the case for me honestly I mean I'm so groovy I understand I, I like that song a lot and yeah, I, it's a I, good I, song. I understand most of the stuff he said in that one. I don't know about all, well, but a lot of it. Right, yeah. Well, that album, he did a better job of that. And it happens to be, you know, highly regarded as, like, his best album. So, well, I mean, those two. Those two are, like, some of his best. But I think he, when you understand Future <laughs> in those, it was so much different from his other stuff that it, you know skyrocketed those higher because there was like oh man that new future like he's he's saying stuff this time right. <laughs> and like i said i mean this in a joking way but not totally jo- i'm not totally joking with my point i think that now he's going back to the mumble like i understood five words out of the, the last three lines <laughs> three verses right, right right so now you know now it's like uh is that what I want to hear anymore from Future? So, um, uh, real know. quick, man. I think funny thing about Future is I think he has great chemistry with a uh, Weekend. Oh yeah, he something does. something yeah. about them making songs together, man. Those songs come out just, just wonderful. They do, and and really, Weekend has good chemistry with a lot of Auto Tune guys, but. I definitely like him in future, man. It is nice. Yeah. It, it's it's a good good mix. So 
you know, if you like Future, check it out. Tell us what you yeah, think. If, if you're a big Future fan, you are going to enjoy this. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's not, it's not like, a bad project. It's just, I, I don't know. It didn't, like, do anything for me. All right. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Bob released a project first, for those who do not I got know. A lot, a lot. My 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 take is going to take quite a while. Well, <laughs> I I was never like a. I don't love Bob. I never have, and I think it's because I kind of got on Bob somewhat late. Like I I knew yeah, the singles. That, it makes sense. Yeah. If you. Yeah, I knew the singles, and I I. You know, I was like, yeah, the guy who makes that song is good. You know, I was like, oh, <laughs> the guy who makes airplanes, like, that's who he was to me at first. And one of my best friends was really hip to his mixtapes and stuff. So, I, you know, I heard more of him, his mixtapes. Then, you know, I finally listened to, like, Adventures of Bobby Ray, like, probably. Uh, borderline Flawless. Right, probably like two or probably three or four years after it came out is when I really oh, yeah. first heard you were, it. You were way too late, yeah. The whole, well, when I say when I first heard it, I mean like it all the way through. I knew a bunch okay. of the songs on there. Well, yeah, the but I never like crazy popular. So right, yeah. So w- with that being said, I'm not someone who's gonna like who's like looking for a new Bob by right. any means. Um, Strange Clouds was cool too. I had that. I. You know, I bought that on iTunes when it came out back then. But since then, you know, I think... I know I seem like I look for schemes in a lot of the artists all the time. But I really think B.O.B. is just looking for something to stay relevant, man. You know, with the crazy comments about science, the flat earth, the... Um, yeah, he's been on some He bullshit. has some other crazy, like... He's on some I think he had, like, a dinosaur... The stuff he said... Yeah, I think he has some kind of thing with the dinosaurs or something. Well, he he says a lot of stuff. I think he's trying to get his name back out there, and that's probably what he's he's, doing. he's he's washed to me, man. <laughs> I mean, I think he was good at the first at first, and I think now he's trying to like. I don't. Uh, similar. He's had a similar career path as Kid Cudi, I think. This is what I'll say is the difference between Kid Cudi and him. Well, I'll get to that in a second. But with B.O.B., I don't think that that first album was really... It either wasn't who he is or it wasn't who he wants to be. Because since then, it's like he's like a whole another dude since then. Like He went from being like a nerdy kind of cool guy... Yeah, he had that dress. cool mix of like singing, rapping, all that stuff. He was playing his own instruments. Yeah, and and the, I'm even him though. He was dressed differently. He wore he had glasses. Right, right. You know, he wore flannels and t-shirts and jeans. And then you know, you look later on. Now he's wearing fur and leather, and you know, it it's like he's this he's a different guy now. He's like he curses a lot more in his songs than he used to it's just like he's he's done a whole 180 from the guy that came out with magic airplanes and nothing on you it 
And all time great songs. All time great songs. And I, I'm not saying that like that guy doesn't exist, but I'm saying it could have been that someone helped him with those that doesn't help him anymore or he was given those and you know he performed them perfectly or he wrote those and now he's taking advice from people other people I, it could be a it could be a, a number of different factors right. but what i i'm saying overall is that i don't think something has changed that he thinks he has to do something that isn't the same thing he did when he came out like he's on a different wave as people <laughs> say now he's on a completely different wave and naga is man it's like a tidal wave of <laughs> garbage <laughs> not garbage but it's a no, tidal no, no. wave of it's... what i don't want to hear okay. from bob that's my take on it i think bob like i said i think maybe that used to be that was who he is and now he's trying to be something he's not or that wasn't who he is and now he's showing his true colors one or the other but it's man i feel bad for the people who are really really big bob fans this is just me my opinion on this new project but that's all i got man i didn't like it long story short i didn't like it i don't blame you uh I'm I you I'm one of the guys you feel bad for. I was a dude. I was a huge Bob fan. <laughs> like yeah. I, I didn't give that like I, I mentioned that that first album was flawless. Dude, mm-hmm. not not only was it flawless, but it had a couple skips. But that was made up by some of the most like fire radio songs I had heard in years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, dude, you got magic, uh, airplanes, nothing on you. Some of the songs that didn't make it as big, uh, airplanes part two with, with Eminem. He had Eminem on his debut album as a nobody. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, he had uh, what am I look? Past my shades. Lupe Fiasco came back for the first time in years. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked the kids with Janelle Monae too. That was a good um, one. Fifth Dimension was really good. Yeah, uh, don't, and it, the, some of the solo songs, "Don't Let Me Fall" and "Ghost of the Machine" was really was really different because like he rapped on both of them, but his hooks were really good. And a lot of people said he couldn't do hooks because his features were doing it. But yeah, man, yeah. his first album, I was like. I don't think I've sucked an album harder than I did with that one. <laughs> okay. And, and keep in mind, I had heard of B.O.B. before this album. I had I listened to, uh, what was it? I forgot what it was. The Cloud EP. Cloud uh, 9. The, the, uh, one of the, I think it was some mixtape. I can't remember what it was called, but... Hi, my name is B.O.B. Uh, no, it was the other one. Who the fuck is B.O.B.? I listened to that one. Yeah, okay. And I liked a couple songs off that. Uh, he, had a, he had a single that was really good, uh, I'll Be in the Sky, that was just... That was a good, great song. Yeah. I liked that. All right, so... That was I'm, before? Yeah, it was before, huh? Yeah, yeah. I liked that song a lot. Then you had Strange Clouds, which, which was a lot of people's turn off which I, which people started moving away from him with that yeah. album and 
I'm not calling it flawless because that would just be ridiculous, but it was very good. There was a lot of songs okay. on there that people missed that flat out the sing. All of the singles didn't hit except maybe the Lil Wayne uh, single "Strange Clouds." Um, yeah, but there are songs on here so good, so hard to breathe. Ray Bans, Arena, Out of My Mind, Circles, Castles are all good songs. Yeah, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't a bad project. Right. But we moved yeah, to underground luxury. And Underground Luxury was where people really lost him. Like, people were like, alright, that's it. Enough. And even still, <laughs> yeah, on, the, on the third fucking album where everybody left, I was like, no, man, there's there's some stuff here, man. You gotta look. He had a headband with two chains. It was really funny. You were, you were really trying, huh? Ready with Future was okay. Uh, Paper Route was kind of cool. Coastline was good. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm trying. I was trying, man. I was, I was such a huge fan, and he, I like some of his mixtapes too. The No Genre series was okay. Um, no Genre was nice. The other, what other ones? He had Epic. The play, every play is crucial. Was good. And since then, it's been nothing but fucking hot garbage. Since when? Since give me the, since, uh, give me the, the third album. album. Since Underground Luxury. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go into songs, but I'm gonna quickly uh, psychedelic thoughts. Trash, trash as fuck. Not a uh-huh. single song off of there. Ether, uh, right. Ether had the Lil Wayne song was really good, but other than that, it was garbage. Was um, Elements really a four disc? It was tape? four mixtapes. Yeah. <laughs> How I was heard, that? I heard all of them. It okay. Took, took me about two or three hours. Awful. <laughs> Possibly the worst series I've ever heard. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so hot garbage. Um, yeah. So we get to Naga. And what? Wait, what did you say about Ether? Ether had uh, the Lil Wayne song. I think it was uh, E.T. E.T. Yeah. E.T. was uh, Lil Wayne had a little throwback verse on there. I remember, but it, it was. A good I song. remember that was getting pushed hard. It was a good song. Okay. So, but since so since 2013, it's been only garbage. <laughs> the upside down. Did you listen to that? I don't think I did. I might have missed that one. That's okay. But you know, I don't with, think we miss much. So much garbage coming out, man. I, you know, I'm starting to give up. Now, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't have listened to this shit if we weren't doing the podcast. <laughs> and you love Bob. I had given. He gave me four years of garbage. I'm gonna give up on you if you give me four years of trash. Like that's right. it. I can't do it anymore. Right. I'm gonna go song by song here. <laughs> Because I listen to this, this shit a lot. I listen to this shit maybe like four times. Okay, Trying go ahead. to find something. Give it to us. Kumbaya. His verses were trash. He didn't say anything. His flow was not very good. The hook, the hook could have been... It wasn't terrible. But he could have put somebody else on there that would have probably sounded better than this dude. Um, 
could he have? I don't know. <laughs> Does he, he have the credibility to still he, get people? I don't know people? if he could. I, fuck Ti probably could have signed it better on that shit. I, I think he's still boys with Ti, which <laughs> which I was surprised he didn't have a Ti song on here. But mm-hmm. anyway, so Matador Bobby and uh, good, you know, sticker freestyle. Yeah. Uh, just atrocious. Just. <laughs> <laughs> the f- there's no flow. Uh, there's no flow. Uh, he sounded so bad. <laughs> then we get to. Do you think that logic stole Bobby from Bob? Like, like <laughs> Bob should stop using Bobby because now logic. He probably, is he like, probably should. I mean, he's a little uh, different. Logic he has, has like a little Bobby Bands thing going. Well, he's Tarantino, but I. B.O.B. needs needs something, man. You need to change a label, change a scene. You know what? Matter of fact, the production on this thing wasn't atrocious. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Some of the some of the like, I got to a point because I heard it I think five times, to- four or five times, and I got to a point later on where when the bad songs came on and they're all bad, um, mm-hmm. I would just kind of listen in the back like what the the beat sounded like what the production and some there was some good like parts you know what I mean yeah so I got the elbows and elbows just creep me the fuck out (laughs) I want to see your ass and your elbows like dude what (laughs) yeah I was really like I was riding in the car with my girlfriend and we were like the song came on and she was like what like and she never like questions whatever I'm playing. <laughs> she never, and even even in this song, she had she was like, "Yo, did he just say I want to see your ass and your elbows?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Fellas, do not play Bob's new album with your girl. Definitely, that's not. a disclaimer. Do not let elbows start with your girl. She will be offended. Granted, granted, Amara La La Negra, she probably had the best verse on the whole project. I completely agree. <laughs> um, Ger- all right, we're going to Gerald Levert. Worst song on the project. I have no idea why he needed to call it Gerald Levert. Now, don't be nobody. I was bitch. expecting it to be good. I'm just skipping it because it was the worst song by far. <clears throat> what was Gerald Levert? Oh yeah, okay. Um, Don't Be Nobody's Bitch was probably the only song that I don't completely hate. Same. Well, it's not great, but there's some potential there. I mean, I'll get to another song that maybe could have been better, but... uh, TMI was awful. No Mm -hmm. chemistry between the two artists. It it honestly seemed like B.O.B. had no chemistry with whoever was producing this fucking album. Right. Um, Quello. I'll give Quello this. The the beat was really like fun. Like you can move to it. Uh huh. But his like he was kind of going for that like Spanish English thing. And <laughs> he just he sounded terrible, man. It was so bad. Yeah, that song confused me because like when the beat was going, I was like, oh yeah, this is this is gonna be nice. Like girls could but then, like to that shit. Yeah, but then it just wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, he was just—he just ruined it. 
He ruined some good potential with that track, for sure. Um, how it, I don't even remember how it is, so... I don't remember how it was. Uh, shit was probably garbage. I mean, I heard it shit five times, and I can't remember the song. You know, that that tells you everything you need to know. Right. I actually, I do remember one thing. I remember it coming on after Quello, and my girlfriend was like, please skip the song after after this one, which was how it is. Right. Like ahead of time, she was like, "Oh no, no, no! Skip the next song." So that that tells you how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, bad computer was uh, bad, but again, there was the hook, the the stuff that was going on in the hook. I feel like he could have delivered that hook better than the chipmunk voice or whatever that was. <laughs> I also agree. I, I was like, "Be be of a good voice. Like you could deliver some of these hooks and make him sound good." Right. I mean, he's proven in the past to be a a, a competent singer, like a I don't want to say top class, but a good singer. Right. So, and you got guys that can't like Lil Uzi is like somehow finding ways to sound good singing. You got Future doing shit. All these mumble rappers finding ways, but a guy who has real talent can't do it? <sighs> yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, that's that's 1 through 10. It was atrocious. It was... Uh, it honestly offended me how bad he was. I was listening to it, and I think the second or third time, I was just like, dude, the producer... Even the producer is trying. Why can't you try? What the right. fuck is this, like trendy underground bullshit that nobody goes for because it's not even really trendy right man I feel like everything that could have every wrong choice was made with every song any any potential was killed by his by his perform. oh it's so bad it's so fucking bad see the thing with me from, with B.O.B. from the get-go. You know, he started out singing... I mean, singing and rapping. Like, nice and cool. Like, good things. Uh, at least on The Adventures of Bobby Ray. Right. Then, like... Then he started, like, trying to make twerk songs. I mean, not right away, but... Slowly, he started trying to make, like, trappy... Yeah. dancey, twerk, like, stripper songs. Yeah. And that's what I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? That's what, that's I think what that a lot totally... of these songs were. Right, and the, the problem problem is, his original fan base didn't listen to that stuff. Nope. So then he tried to like get a new fan base, and then lost his old fan base, and his new music isn't good enough to compete with the people who are actually good at that stuff. Like, at the time, like Tyga was running the strip club music yep. game. Like he his music would never compete with Tiger's strip club music. So he might as well have stuck to what he was doing. He would have kept those fans. But no, he, he wanted to try to be, you know, in the club. He probably went to clubs and never heard his music. So he said, Oh, I'm gonna make something to get in the clubs and this is not your game. And it'll never compete with the people who actually have been doing that since day one. So now he's like not doing the other stuff he did. Like he's not doing the songs that were about like real life and stuff like he did like airplanes so i i mean you know he lost his way some t- some point 
Yeah, man, I'm done with him. If <laughs> if he drops another project, if if there's nothing out that week, then I'll you know I'll give it another rant because I'm sure it'll be trash. Right. But yeah, man, if there's any if there's more than like two other projects out, like big like serious projects, I'm yeah. skipping his shit. I'll let you discuss because you were you managed to keep your composure, but I'm a. When it comes to guys that I'm a huge fan of, like I expect big things, <laughs> and I could for I could forgive one misstep, I could forgive one garbage project, but when you're going on five years in a row, you've released nothing but trash. <laughs> I mean, you've got yeah. five years of work, and you have maybe two songs to show for it. Right. That's that is abysmal. That's inexcusable, yeah. man. For a guy who released a flawless project. Right. And it, it hurts, yeah. but man, like, I I wanted to find things to like. I really, like, I try, I, like, I enjoyed Don't Be Nobody's Bitch, like, one time, but after that, it came back on. I was like, uh, it's okay at best. Right. I'm hurt, man. I'm hurt. I was... I was hurt listening to it. <laughs> it was really bad. Well, so that's the B.O.B. take of the day um, to our listeners. Uh, new music coming out. Is there anything you're expecting? Uh, uh, honestly, not for our next episode, but... Oh, yeah. Nothing there. Yeah, but uh, Chief Keef is dropping an album. Like an actual album, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. And that's that's. Uh, I'm not sure what to think about. Uh, yeah, that. I don't know what to expect, but I'm gonna probably check it out because there's not that much coming. So, and I, right. I don't think his album will be that big. Uh, I looked at it earlier. I don't remember how many songs it is though. Um, like a pre-order oh, okay. version, I looked at. So. Right. Other than that, though... Well, um... Nothing? I Other think than the, the schoolboy come out this Friday? Uh... I might be... I it might be somebody else, but somebody, like... Kind of big is dropping this Friday, I feel like. We'll, well, we'll get back to it. We'll talk more about that Wednesday. About the yeah, upcoming stuff. Because... If anything drops between now and Wednesday, we'll... We'll be ready to talk about it, but um, yeah, I think I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So uh, it's been it was um, shout out to Meek for saving the weekend. Yeah, Meek saved the weekend. Yep. Unfortunately, um, it was the shortest project, but <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna introduce a. Uh, a new segment to the show I guess uh, where we're gonna play a what what would you call it Mike? Like a hidden gem yeah a hidden gem if you guys mi- might have missed it listening to the new projects you might have missed su- a song we're gonna try to play something for you guys to bump to you know in case you missed it kind of thing so uh this week's, we're gonna hit Shy Glizzy 
featuring Tori and Gunna. Do you understand? So I'm just gonna let this rock for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Young Hafe Holmes. Yeah. Run that back, Turbo. Choppers on deck. Everything is on demand. You wanna check. But you gotta have a plan. And she's soaking wet. She drippin' goddamn. My little butter beacon. Yeah, she got a tan. Girl, you need a man. And he need them bands. And y'all need a plan. And y'all can be planned. Do you understand? What the fuck that I'm saying? Do you understand, yeah, yeah, what the fuck that I'm saying? It's a new day, I'm making plays. Pick me young half, get out of my way. Goes by in the rape, she said it's not safe. Two bells on my shirt, bitch, get out of my face. Girl, can't you see it's a lot on my plate? Girl, can't you see that they lie and they fake? I make them money, not make them mistakes. Already don't like me, I know they gon' hate. She fuck me good, just like she should. She fuck me breakfast and roll me a wood. Ain't leaving never and that's understood. Really respect when she in the hood. Really respect when she in the mall. Put you my letterman, that's how I fall. She said I'm a gentleman and I'm a boss. Girl, so elegant, I got a flaw. I'm very valid. To all of my exes. They said that I'm arrogant. My bitch, she intelligent. I'm sipping on medicine. They can't get no evidence. Drastic measurement. This shit was heaven sent. Charles on Everything is on Alright, so that's. Uh, do you understand? By Shy Glizzy, Gunna, and Tory Lanez. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys go listen to it, check it out. I'm not gonna yeah, play man, the whole thing, it's, but it's um, a cool hook. Tor- Tory gives a cool little verse. And Shy Glizzy's yeah. a guy who I don't expect much from. I'm not a fan, really. So it's the only thing that drew me was the collaboration. Yeah, and uh, I enjoyed it. So, uh, is Tory one of the best? Um, Featuring artists in the game right now to you? You know, it's funny. I wouldn't say best because there's there's a ton of guys who just come in there and kill it. Yeah, not the best, but I, I, I think, think he's one I of the best. I would give him a different word. I would say he's one of the most exciting ones. Okay. Because he, he, he's, he's versatile, so he can do a lot of things. He can jump on the hook. He can do a verse. And he, he knows how yeah. to play with his voice, play with like his vocals, so... You never yeah. know what you're gonna get with him, and I like that. And another thing is, he's very um, subject matter. He's he's talented and versatile. because yeah. it doesn't have to always be a song about women for him to come in and give you a nice verse. You know, as you guys, for people who listen to him, you you would know that. But if you don't listen to him, check him out. Look up some of his uh, you know featured songs. Yeah, and, and he's dropped a lot of tracks the past like month. Yeah, he has. Like a yeah. good maybe four or five songs, and and they're all they're all pretty good. Yeah, none of them have been like terrible. Right. So, I'm I'm on the lookout, man. If a quick album drops out of nowhere, I'll be excited. Yeah, it, he he did say he's has a R and B. Um, I mean, Tori said he has an R and B album coming. Ooh, I'm, Soon. I'm looking forward to that. Before the end of the summer. I am definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, everyone keep an eye out for that. I'm looking forward to it, too. Hopefully it's an album and it's not another uh, Chicks tape. I just, I want an album. Yeah. Give me albums. Yeah, I'm tired of the Chicks tapes. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not proud of I'm not a big seri- fan of both of the series. Yeah. New Toronto's kind of played out, too. <laughs> it's really played out when there's so much Toronto competition. Right. Like, it's not even... It's not worth battling for it. No, it's really not. Because it's like a meaningless fight, you know? I mean, I saw Drake... <laughs> Drake accounted for like 5% of uh, Toronto's like commercial revenue yeah, they, or something like that. Yeah, their recent tourism revenue, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, that's insane. insane. Yeah. Shout out to Drake for uh, the... First to a billion streams in a week, ever. It's, he's really, it's he's really uh, we we've we've shitted on um, the streaming, like people taking advantage of it. But I think he's the one guy who kind of he kind of started it in a way. Mm-hmm. And but he's he doesn't like. His content doesn't suffer because he's looking to, you know, kill the streaming numbers. Right. He doesn't abuse it. Right. He uses it. Yes. But he doesn't abuse it. Yes. Yeah. It, it, um, he gives you what you want. <laughs> I mean, and you get it. Speaking of, uh, um, and I, I didn't want to talk about Drake too much because we pretty much spent two podcasts straight only talking about right, Drake. we did, yeah. Uh, um, did you hear the freestyle? I didn't. I saw it, but I didn't get a chance to check it out. It was okay. It's a little hyped to me. Oh, well, the flow be, was it tough. It would be Drake if it wasn't a little hyped. Right. The flow is tough, but he's not saying anything that blows my mind. I mean, you know, it's just Drake. No surprises. Yeah, I'll check it out. All right. Uh, you got anything else to talk about? No, that's pretty much it. Alright, so this podcast I chose the throwback. Next next week Michael choose the throwback. My throwback today is uh I'm gonna just play it. If you guys like music, you guys will know it. And it's I'm gonna let it take us out, so till next time, till Wednesday. Uh well, Thursday for you guys. We record on Wednesday. It'll be published Thursday. Yeah, we're still figuring out all the uh the publishing and the you know, how it's we're still organizing it. Yeah, we're organizing it. It's early. Um, so, yeah, probably more uh, sports news than Wimbledon, NBA, Definitely. whatever. World, World Cup, All right, so, too. Yeah, World Cup, too, for sure. All right. <laughs> Up, 
up, pull a lot, we get it poppin' in the parking lot. She like to do it with the lights on, don't matter to me if it's dark or not. I'm G'd up, east up, fossil pants, I'm hard as rock. <laughs> Drink in my cup, cup, cup.